morning everyone. Today we're going to look at a week four of a series that we're doing from Habakkuk. The reason we've been looking at Habakkuk for our inspiration is that Habakkuk and Israel at the time were facing an enemy that they hadn't experienced before and it was changing life as they knew it. So you can see why we thought it might be appropriate to do a series on this. So in week one, we looked at what do we do when God doesn't answer? In week two, we looked at how do we navigate uncertain times? Week three, what does it mean to wait on the Lord? And today we're going to look at giving in times of economic uncertainty. Now, please don't switch off. I know it's very tempting when it's a talk about money. It's difficult to talk about. You can think, oh, they're going to ask me for my money. And uh, I understand that, but please don't switch off. I think uh, that there are some principles from the Bible that will just help us with our giving. And that's what I want to share today. So, Habakkuk finds himself in a position in chapter three where um, his land is being devastated uh, by the crops not developing as they should do. So the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vine, the olive crop fails, and this is completely decimating the economy. Um, it was a farming economy, and so if the crops fail, then... It results in poverty. Excuse me. <laughs> so I think we can say the same is proving to be true for the effects of COVID-19. We don't know the full effects on the economy. Um, so it can be very tempting in these times to think, oh well I better not sure what money I'm getting so I better tighten my belt, I better be more cautious about giving. And um, but fortunately, the Bible is gives some very clear instructions on giving so that we know what to do in difficult times. And basically, those principles apply regardless of whether we're earning lots of money or we're not earning lots of money, whether it's a time of prosperity or whether it's not a time of prosperity. The principles are the same. So I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 26 um, because this is what the Israelites had to do when they got crops in their land. It says, when you have entered the land the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land that the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name and say to the priest in office at the time, I declare today to the Lord my God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, my father was a wandering Aramean and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians ill-treated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labour. 
Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God, bow down before him. Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given you and your household. So the first thing I want you to notice in verse 2 is that the Israelites were asked to bring their first fruits. The very first crops that came were to be given to God. Now, this was before they knew how abundant the harvest would be, before they knew whether they were going to get a, um, become rich through it, before they knew whether the harvest was going to be good or bad, they had to bring it to God. It wasn't the leftovers. I think sometimes in our thinking we're tempted to want to give God the leftovers. Well, when we paid this and when we've done that and when we've done the other, then we'll give um, to God. But God wants you to give the first fruits to him. This is because it's meant to cost us to give to God. It isn't meant to be um, something that is of no cost or is free. David said, I will not give a sacrifice that does not cost me anything. And the reason it want, God wants us to make a sacrifice is because then it changes us. It changes us. It makes us rely upon him and not be relying upon money. So when we give, it's meant to cost us. It's meant to change us. It's meant to be a sacrifice. The second thing I want you to notice in verse 3 is that it was because of grace um, that they were giving. What do I mean by that? Because I think grace is one of those words used a lot in Christian circles and it's quite difficult to explain. I'm just taking it from a dictionary definition which is a manifestation of favour from a superior. And the truth is, God is superior. God, why would God have anything to do with us? And yet he does. And he shows us his favour. And so what the Israelites had to do, which I think is really interesting, is when they came and gave their offering, they had basically had to give a testimony. They basically had to confess at the same time what God had done for them. So can you imagine if we did that when we were giving, you know, we uh, set up our standing order and forget all about it. But what about if every time we had to give, we had to give a testimony and make a confession of how good God had been. So in this particular case, it's a very public confession. They um, had a feast every year, the Feast of the First Fruits. The whole nation celebrated it and as part of this, they brought their offerings and thank God. And you know, we need to remember 
that we are giving because God gave to us. We've been able to work hard because God gave us strength. We've been able to earn because God gave us the money uh, to do that. We live in a prosperous country. But not only that, what about all the things he's done for us? He's given us eternal life. He's forgiven us our sins. So when we come to give, let's remember what, why we're giving. We're giving because he's given to us. He gave everything for us, even to death on a cross. And uh, maybe we should be getting into the habit of every time we give, making a confession and giving a testimony of what God has done. And then the third thing I want you to notice is that it was a joyful thing to give. God wants us to give joyfully. Um, have you noticed that if you um, love something, it's easy to spend on it. Um, it's almost, it's just not difficult and it's almost um, difficult to stop yourself from spending on something that you love. Jesus puts it this way in Matthew 6, 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. One confession I have is that I really, really love shoes. I love them so much that um, I never seem to have any difficulty justifying spending money on it, on yet another colour and another style. And um, it makes me very happy to do that. Now, Hugh buys shoes um, occasionally because he needs a pair. That's the only reason he, he buys them. But he does like power tools. And um, he assures me that every power tool that he buys is completely necessary. But I have to say, sometimes I look on and think, why have you bought a tool? They're so boring. Why is that giving you so much pleasure? Because my heart isn't in it in the same way that Hugh's heart isn't in buying shoes. And the truth is that we can come with joy because we love God and because of what he's done for us. And if we love God, we will give with joy. And maybe that's a challenge to us that um, if we can't give with joy, how is our relationship with God? If we can't give with joy, then maybe we need to um, get our relationship with God sorted out. The other thing I want you to notice about this passage in verse 11 is that who the recipients were of this giving. And the recipients were the Levites and the foreigners. Now, the Levites were responsible for this spiritual uh, life of the nation and they were given some of the money and the foreigners represent those people who can't the poor of the land those people who can't necessarily provide for themselves which is our physical well-being so I just think it's great that these offerings meant that the the the, the spiritual life was liberated in Israel and that the physical well-being was liberated in Israel. And in that way, 
the gifts that we gave out of the grace that God has given, shown on us, has we become grace to other people then? We become grace through our gifts, which I think is a fantastic thing. So just to summarise, when we give, let us remember that it's meant to be a sacrifice. It's meant to change us. Let us remember that we're giving because God has given to us. We're giving from a place of grace because of his goodness to us. And we're giving out of joy because we love him. Amen.